Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Go Girl podcast. I'm your host, Maria, and I'm joined today by a special guest for an exciting interview. I want to introduce you to Sheridan Riolo, who is an engagement manager from One Love Foundation, and she is here to tell us about One Love Foundation and educate us on relationship health. So going into high school, you're starting a new social life, finding new friends, meeting lots of new people, and building new relationships, which is why I sought out One Love to find out more about building healthy relationships. So Sheridan, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do at One Love? Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so yeah, my name is Sheridan. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm an engagement coordinator. Sorry, I just recently got promoted. So I'm an engagement manager um, at the One Love Foundation. Um, and my work with One Love is very multifaceted, which I really like. Uh, but primarily as an engagement manager, I work with educators. So that's whether they work at a school um, or for a nonprofit organization or some other type of organization. Um, and I also work with teens and young people to help them learn more about healthy and unhealthy relationships and then also to bring our education to their communities. Awesome. Okay, so how did One Love Foundation start? Yeah, so I before I go into this too much, I do just want to give a quick trigger warning. We were founded out of tragedy, so if anyone listening has been affected by relationship abuse in any form, um, just want to make sure folks are taking care of themselves. But we actually, our founding goes back to 2010 um, when a woman named Yardley Love, who at that time was a senior at the University of Virginia, uh, was killed by her ex-boyfriend. Um, so, of course, everyone in Yardley's life was, you know, very upset and grieving and very shocked by the news that she had been killed. Um, no one in her life, whether that was family or friends or her sorority sisters, her lacrosse teammates, any roommates or classmates, uh, they wouldn't have identified that she was in any sort of an abusive situation. Um, I think we actually hear it a lot, like, you know, their relationship was dramatic or it was really intense or they were always, you know, on again, off again. Um, but her family really started to realize throughout the trial when they were hearing from domestic violence experts that Yardley was in a very serious, you know, pattern of behaviors that they would constitute as abuse. Mm -hmm. um, and that was really when the light bulb went off for both her mom and her sister. And they realized you know, her friends, the people close to her at school didn't really know what they were seeing. They didn't know like how to put it into words and they didn't know how to start a conversation with Yardley about what was happening. Um, and that really led them to want to be an educational foundation that gives young people the tools and the knowledge that Yardley and her friends didn't. Awesome. Yeah, I think even though it was a tragedy, it's cool that it got turned into something what is 
now a great foundation today, which is educating young people about what happens to hopefully prevent that from happening again. So kind of going off that, would you tell us about what One Love's mission is? Yeah, so our mission is, you know, fairly simple, but, you know, difficult to do. Uh, So Mm -hmm. our aim is really to teach young people the difference between healthy and unhealthy relationships. And in doing that, help them identify and avoid abuse in their lives and learn how to love better. So, you know, incorporating those healthy relationship behaviors as well, so that that becomes the norm, as opposed to some of the unhealthier ones that we see. Okay, so you mentioned the healthy and unhealthy relationships. And could you tell us a little bit more about the 10 signs of healthy and unhealthy relationships? Yeah, so the 10 signs are a framework that were developed very early on in One Love's journey, I guess. Um, And the reasoning behind them is really just to give everyone a common frame of reference and a common language to talk about relationships. Um, Because as hard as talking about relationships can be, I think it's made even harder when we're all using different words to describe maybe the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can just quickly read them off. We have 10 healthy signs and 10 unhealthy signs. So we have for healthy, comfortable pace, trust, honesty, independence, respect, equality, kindness, taking responsibility, healthy conflict, and fun. Mm -hmm. And for unhealthy, we have intensity, possessiveness, manipulation, isolation, sabotage, belittling, guilting, volatility, deflecting responsibility, and betrayal. So quite a few signs to deal with there. Um, Were any of those that I read off like confusing? Did they jump out to you? Do you have any like specific questions about any of them? Could you tell us a little bit about, I think you said a couple words that I wasn't very familiar with for at the ends of the signs of unhealthy relationships. Could you tell us a little bit more about what those mean? Yeah, absolutely. So volatility is one of the words we get the most questions about. Um, And the way we describe volatility is really, it's an extreme reaction to something that may be not that consequential or that big. So um, if you think about, let's say you're like walking down the hallway at school and you accidentally flat tire the person in front of you, Mm -hmm. like a person's reaction or perhaps a normal reaction might be, you know, they might look back at you, kind of be like, oh, like pull off to the side, fix their shoe. Somebody who acts in a volatile way would turn around and start yelling or screaming and really just having this like overwhelming, angry reaction to something that's really not that big. Um, And when we see this happen in relationships, um, whether it's, you know, somebody not texting you back within the time period they think is appropriate Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, not doing the dishes or something like that. And they're having this really over the top reaction. It makes somebody feel like they have to walk on eggshells. They don't know what the rules are. So they don't know, you know, what might set somebody off. So it actually really changes the other person's behavior. Um, And then I'm guessing the other one that there might've been a question about uh, deflecting responsibility 
Um, yeah, so that's, that can have many different ways that it manifests. It could be a literal, like you were supposed to, you know, get somebody's, uh, homework from the teacher and you didn't do it on purpose so that they would fail the assignment when they were out sick. Um, and then there's also deflecting responsibility when it comes to emotions. So things like jealousy, we all feel that it's a very natural feeling um, as humans. It's maybe not the most comfortable feeling, but we all have it. Um, and so deflecting responsibility would be, you know, becoming possessive of somebody or saying, because I feel jealous when this person talks to you, you're no longer allowed to talk to them. Um, so it kind of compounds with some of the other unhealthy signs. And it's just, yeah, somebody not taking responsibility for their side of the street, so to speak. So usually when one of these is happening, there's a good chance that more than one is also simultaneously happening at the same time, it sounds like. Yeah, a lot of them intertwine and overlap and some it's like you can't have one without the other. Uh, Some of them are very distinct, but I will say whenever I do education on this topic, you know, we all do unhealthy things from time to time. I can say even as a One Love staff member, like I've probably done all 10 of those things at some point in my life. Um, And the point isn't, you know, to label somebody as unhealthy or label them as an abuser. The point is that we're now able to recognize these things in ourselves and others. Um, And then we have those healthy signs on the flip side so that we can sort of correct ourselves, whether it's in the moment or like, later in reflection, I can actually say the other day I was, one of my friends wasn't quite giving me what I wanted. I was like frustrated and I thought about maybe I just won't text them back. Like I'll just kind of give them the silent treatment. And then I thought about it and I was like, that's pretty manipulative. You know, like I should just tell them like, I'm not happy with what you're doing. I should be honest and say, you know, like I need some time. So that's like 10 signs in action. And I can say that, yeah, as a staff member, it's really changed the way that I look at relationships and just kind of that like day-to-day choice of, am I going to be unhealthy in this moment or healthy in this moment? Okay. I like that we have both sets of rules so that you can see, you can fix your mistake and improve on yourself by having the healthy rules, which I like. Okay, so can these signs apply to both romantic and romantic relationships and friendships? Yeah, so I think a lot of people hear the word relationship in general and think like it has to be a romantic situation, but um, like I'm not currently in a romantic relationship, so I see the 10 signs through the lens of friendship most of the time. Um, It could also be, you know, with families or if you're on a team or, you know, you're sitting next to people in class, like Mm -hmm. we're constantly in relationship with other people. Um, And the idea is that we bring the healthy signs into all of those relationships. Um, But there are certain nuances, you know, manipulation, for example, might not look the same in a romantic relationship as it would in a friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, with friendships, we have to think about the role of group dynamics. I think some people say peer pressure, but um, you know, manipulation could look like your entire friend group doing something, and that makes you feel pressured 
or coerced or manipulated into doing something that maybe you wouldn't actually want to be doing. Um, whereas in a relationship between two people, you know, it might be one person doing or saying something to intentionally manipulate another. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for explaining that it, that these signs could have to do with all aspects of interactions with all kinds of people. So that's really important. How can you help a friend who you think might be in an unhealthy relationship, whether that is romantic relationship or another friendship? Yeah, that's a really good question. And if you don't mind me putting you on the spot for a second, like, how would you or how do you typically approach a friend? Like if you're seeing something in a relationship that is like not looking good to you? I think approaching it calmly and not in like a confrontational way is more helpful so that as as not to kind of like judge them or freak them out. I think that's helpful. Totally. Yeah. That's actually number one on our list too. Like, yeah, approach it in a calm manner, approach it from a place of, you know, concern or support rather than, you know, trying to point figures or like accuse somebody or, you know, even intentionally or unintentionally make them feel like somehow it's like their fault for being in a situation. Um, And I always think about like, helping a friend in an unhealthy relationship as twofold, because sometimes you have the friend who's in, who's having unhealthy things done to them. And then you have the friend who might be acting in an unhealthy way. So I think that approach is great for both of those things. Cause you never want to come at somebody like, again, being super like blaming or shaming or, um, you know, you can be direct without being confrontational for sure. Um, But I would say that my top three tips, and these are all things I've learned from One Love and from the curriculum that we have. Um, So coming at something from a place of support, of course, but also curiosity. Um, I think asking open-ended questions has a lot more power than a lot of people think. Um, I think we always want to, you know, jump in and save or help somebody. but sometimes at first they just need somebody to listen. Um, So yeah, asking questions like, how do you feel when your friend acts that way? How do you feel when your partner acts that way? Um, And within that you can express concern. Like I saw your partner yelling at you in the hallway and that made me really uncomfortable. Um, You know, how do you feel about that? Have things been resolved? How are you feeling? Um, The second piece is labeling behaviors and not people. This has helped me so much in my personal life um, because, you know, I was the friend back in the day that would say, you know, your partner's trash. You need to break up with them. You're so much better off without them. Um, But what that does is distances that person from you. You know, you're trashing on somebody that they love or they care about um, and they don't any longer see you as like a safe place to come and talk about things. They're worried you're going to try to get them to leave them. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, using the 10 signs to label behaviors, um, can be really, really helpful. And then number three is always let the person 
who's having unhealthy things done to them lead what happens next. Um, often if somebody has been in an unhealthy or abusive situation for a long time, they've had a lot of their power taken away or a lot of their like say in what happens taken from them. Um, so yeah, just helping them feel empowered to make a choice for themselves, whether that's the choice to leave a relationship and break up, or even if that's just the choice to talk to their partner about something bad that's going on. Um, and also for anyone out there who is supporting a friend who's in an unhealthy or abusive relationship, I do just want to emphasize that, you know, your well-being is important too. Um, especially because I talked to so many people in like middle school, high school, college, even, um, you know, there's no way you could possibly be a trained counselor or a mental health professional. So recognize that like, you're of course an important piece of that support system, but you're not the whole system and you're allowed to have boundaries. And I encourage you to do what you need to do to like protect your own emotional safety and, you know, keep your cup full so that you can help other people. Okay. That's a really good reminders. So for anyone listening today who is concerned about an unhealthy or abusive relationship or currently in one or has a friend or family member who is in one, how can they get help from One Love? Yeah. So if somebody is looking for guidance or education, they're interested in learning more about unhealthy and healthy relationships in general, um, I would recommend visiting our main site, which is joinonelove.org. Um, and within our site, we have a really amazing blog that actually, um, there's just a lot of great articles in there for anything from like how to let somebody down without ghosting them to how do I know if my relationship is healthy? Um, so if anyone's looking for information or, you know, trying to do some preventive work in their relationship or trying to help a friend, that's a great place to go. Um, and while we're an education and prevention organization, we don't offer direct crisis services or counseling. So if anyone is looking to be connected with immediate help, um, first and foremost, if it's an emergency and if you feel comfortable contacting law enforcement, that's number one. Like if your immediate physical well-being is in danger, please reach out to emergency services. Um, but we also have some trusted partners that we make sure to connect with folks who need help. And one of those is loveisrespect.org. Um, they're another amazing, they do a lot of like prevention and education, but they also have like an online messenger that you can use rather than like calling their hotline. Um, I believe they have a text feature as well. I could be wrong about that, but great one to visit. Um, and then there's the National Domestic Violence Hotline, which I have their number actually here. So that's 1-800-799-SAFE or 7233. Um, and then for folks in the LGBTQ community who are dealing with, you know, relationship troubles or anything to do with identity, we also recommend the Trevor Project. So that's the trevorproject.org. Um, all three of those places, sites, numbers have amazing resources available to people. 
Okay, I will list all of those and link them in the show notes. So for anybody listening, you can click any of those links if you want to access them or learn more. And I will also link One Love's website because I highly recommend just searching around on there to learn more information. Yeah, that's awesome. And I will say too, a lot of people can be like scared about or worried about contacting a resource, but Mm -hmm. Um, these people, I used to work at a domestic violence agency and was trained in crisis resource and all of that. Um, these people are so highly trained and it's confidential. Um, you can tell them as much or as little as you want. Um, so yeah, reach out if you feel comfortable. I think it'll, you know, do wonders for any situation. Okay, great. And then lastly, how can others get involved with One Love? And I was going to ask you, how can we learn more about it? You talked a little bit about that, but how can we get involved and help in either our own communities or with One Love? Yeah, great question. Um, So yeah, the website, of course, will be linked. That's always a good place to start, especially if you're not sure what avenue you want to take. But I would say that we usually talk about getting involved in like three main buckets. And that first one is learn. So you can click around on the website. You can join our mailing list to get updates and stay up to date with what we're doing. Um, The next one is teach. So even if you don't identify as an educator or you're not teaching at a school, um, I work with folks from, you know, coaches to student facilitators who want to take this on uh, to parents who just want to learn more and have a conversation with their child's, you know, Girl Scout troop or Boy Scout troop. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do that again through our main site, or you can visit the One Love Education Center, which is kind of our main training hub. Um, and then the last one is take action. So if you're really into this, you want to learn more, you want to do more and bring one love to your community. We have student ambassador programs for both high school and college students. And that's sort of, you know, a year round program where they would get leadership training, as well as learn how to facilitate workshops and bring one love to their school or their team, or what have you. Um, And then we also have an adult volunteer program. So for anyone looking to get involved in projects like writing thank you letters to our generous donors or um, also learning how to teach our content and go into classrooms or after school programs and teach it. Um, There's really a lot of avenues for people to get involved, but those are sort of the three main buckets um, that we ask people to do. Awesome. It sounds like there's something for everyone. So again, I'll link the website down below if you want to research more about getting involved as well. Okay, thank you so much, Sheridan, for taking your time to educate us a little bit about One Love and what you guys do. Yeah, anything else? No, thank you for having me. Of course. Okay, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure to subscribe and all of the links will be in the show notes below. I'll see you next week. Bye.